0: Together, we will learn from the sports and business leaders how you can become a more successful person as an entrepreneur or a leader. It's one step at a time, one day at a time. Take your steps now. Take your big steps now. Join me on this journey to success. Take it from the Iron Woman, we only have special guests. Today, we have Monica with us. She's a podcaster, she's a musician, she's a colleague of mine from the Akimbo family. And I like what it says on the LinkedIn profile. It says, Monica's purpose is to create a shared sense of generosity and community in concert spaces by uncovering the stories hidden behind every piece of music about us and the world we live in. Monica, welcome and introduce yourself and maybe Tell us how to pronounce your last name. That's already a, a challenge, I think.
1: <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for inviting me. My name is Monica Monika. <laughs> I know it's a very long name. And I currently live in Vienna. I'm 26 years old and I came from uh, Lithuania. I've been living everywhere. <laughs> I lived in uh, Spain, Barcelona. I lived in uh, Scotland, Glasgow, I lived a little bit in Vienna, then I went back to Scotland, and now I'm stable in uh, Vienna, but soon probably will be moving back to Lithuania and, uh, yes, start my creative endeavours there.
0: (laughs) We have a lot to unpack here. Tell us a little bit about your music career and also about your project that you're hosting. I host a lot of projects, and I guess my career is actually related with that
1: traveling, because I traveled just because of music. In every single city, I studied in the university. And it was such a great experience, because I made so many colleagues, so many friends, I met so many musicians, I collaborated with many uh, string players, pianists, and new projects started there. My cellist is in the USA now. (laughs) My violinist is in Scotland, and we are going to play next year a tour in Scotland and England. My life is kind of everywhere. Even though I live in Vienna, I keep in contact with people from all around the world. And uh, the project, I guess you are asking about, is uh, it's called uh, Piano Face, an installation Piano Face, which was born because of Anna Shawuska, Polish pianist who is currently living in London. We were visiting a contemporary art museum in, Vi- uh, in Vilnius, I'm sorry, in Vilnius in Lithuania, it's a quite a new museum, but very prestigious and uh, becoming very important in the, in the whole world. And it has a very interesting architecture. You can see it actually in, in my website, if you go to a Piano Face Project. And we just visited this um, exhibition, which was about why it's so hard to love. And it was different artists presenting uh, their ideas about love and commitment. And then we saw the spaces and, we, and we thought it would be so great to play this Steve piece, piano face, which I heard about it, but I didn't, I didn't know. And Anna knew it really well. And then she said, let's do this. And I said, yes, okay. And normally it's a piece not so often played because of course you need two pianos and it's a minimalistic music. Maybe it's not for everyone, but in the way we present it, I think it's for everyone. The idea is that uh, for five days, we made this piece to be an installation in the museum. We performed it in total uh, nine or 10 times and every day twice. And people could come and sit. They could walk around us. They would speak with us after the performance. They could leave anytime they wanted. So it was not a concert. It was installation. And people had uh, the liberty to choose how long they wanted to be there. Funny enough, everyone actually stayed the whole performance. I think what, what was really interesting that we felt that we were no longer performers we or performance. Mm-hmm. We felt that we were kind of part of exhibition. We were an exhibit, which was uh, in the museum and people could just uh, look at every single minute someone is looking at the painting. There were, for example, one performance where we had only one uh, lady listening to us. And I think this was
0: really special because this is how paintings feel like. Sometimes a lot of takeaways that sounds exciting. I love the art. A lot of people obviously think like, okay, I'm into sports. I'm an executive coach. Obviously, in New York City, going to the Metropolitan Museum is actually like fueling my everything. I want to say I cannot even describe it. So, when you describe that you were performing, you were part of the installation. You, as a visitor, you become part of what you're performing. This is really beautiful. We know sometimes if you just perform it for one person, it's maybe more special than if you perform it for a thousand people. Yes,
1: you're right. If we look from the sports coaching, this kind of uh, point of view, it was very interesting because we with Anna, we organized this project from scratch. We organized that the pianos would be transported there, we. I was driving, I drove 18 times between Konas and Vilnius, which is uh, 100 kilometers. I drove every day. Then the last day we ran out of fuel, but that was my mistake, <laughs> funny mistake. But it was very interesting because I was actually talking with my sports coach. I mean, she's coaching me for my musical performances, but she's actually a sports coach on the third day i was so tired i i felt that i just couldn't do it anymore mentally exhausted because all adrenaline everything was there and i felt i just can't do it anymore and i still have two more days to go and i really needed her to tell me what to do and how to recover and because i still had to do it so i think many people think that music might be about creativity and especially performing music, because writing music, being a composer, it's a very different story. Mm-hmm. But as a performer, it's actually identical to sports. I would argue that it's even a little bit more advanced, because we have to also learn the material. It's not only running, swimming, or doing something with your body. We do it with our, our bodies, but we also mentally have to learn the piece, learn the music, internalize it, which actually takes
0: even more time than physicality. I, I agree with you. People think like, let's say, let's take the running. You just put the shoes on. But if you want to compete at a higher level, it's me, I'm a more like a weekend warrior. But I know when I'm mentally strong, I can do much more than when I'm like, oh, I don't like this or I'm not motivated. Everywhere the same. And a friend of mine once said, if it looks easy, there is a lot of work behind it. And I'm always enamored when I see and (laughs) I heard you play in the Real Skills Workshop, how beautiful it sounds, how like eloquent and elegant. It seems like it's nothing for you, but I know it's a lot of work. How do you find... Effortless. (laughs) Effortless. That's the one word I miss. How do you find that energy? (laughs) How old were you when you started to play music? I was seven, which is uh, already pretty old, (laughs) (laughs)
1: considered for a classical musician. But I don't think it's all old because I feel like I've been doing this forever. You were asking, how do I reach this effortlessness I just wanted to say that it's interesting that from the side it looks that it's effortless because uh, what happens inside of me and uh, during uh, the process when I'm learning when I'm performing it's actually hell <laughs> it's not effortless it's hard it's really it's I'm having a big conversation in my head but I'm happy it's it looks uh, effortless from outside. <laughs>
0: What, what's happening in your inside, with your inside voice? You you have a fight, like, let me play, I need to perform, it needs to look elegant. What is the conversation you're having? Uh, the conversation is most of the time quite critical,
1: which uh, I'm working on, and it shouldn't be like that. Because mm-hmm. when you are doubting too much, it's wrong, because then other people feel that you are doubting, and then they cannot enjoy. The problem might be that our education, as especially as classical musicians, because I was trained as classical musicians, is based on criticism. You cannot really escape that. It's everything, how you interpret the piece, your technique, and it's constantly... This is how you learn. You have your teacher, you go to a lesson, your teacher criticizes you. <laughs> of course, it can be not destructive. It can be very, how do you say, productive, but it's still criticism. It really depends on what type of personality you are. And if you are sensitive, like I am, I think, you really start questioning everything about it. Since our instruments are kind of our life partners, we really identify with that. Every time you don't feel great about your playing, you don't also feel great as a person. So that's also a very big issue. It's very important at some point to realize what is your worth? And I think I just understood this today that in this world, no one, no one will actually put a price on you. Only you can know what is, what is your cost and only you can actually compliment yourself because no matter how, long, how many compliments you get from outside, your confidence might never grow until you internalize it and you feel it that you are enough and you are strong in that position where you stand today.
0: Very wise words, right? You need to have that confidence in yourself and not or feel comfortable with the critique that you get on a constant basis and that you learn from the critique, from the feedback in sports you also have a coach who's like, have the shoulders down, swing the elbows, not that much, or you hear that all the time. I'm wondering, do you like to perform or do you like to be more behind the scenes? Being on the stage is probably different than when you play for yourself or when you compose. What is your preference?
1: It's a very good question because most of my time, obviously, I spent being alone and practicing the pieces and only... Mm-hmm. I don't know, 5% of the time I'm actually on stage. And this is normal. This is uh, this is how this profession works like. Unfortunately, no one pays you for practicing hours. <laughs> That's the funny thing. But I think it's also interesting to think because I think many people, many musicians would say that they don't like performing. They don't like being on stage because the anxiety and stress is so big. You just hate it. I think it might be a reason why we feel that way. And I think it's this unpleasantness. It's not real. I think there is a way to feel good when you are on stage. Of course, it's a very exposed situation. We have to understand that you are alone on stage and hundreds of people are staring at you. Mm -hmm. You most likely will feel uncomfortable because it's just Mm -hmm. nature. But uh, I think the problem starts when you cannot really enjoy and you don't feel the enjoyment from being on stage. And I think uh, that's very important. I'm trying for myself now to find that uh, enjoyment. And I think what you said before about sports world, what is different with sports and music is that in sports you have results. You have result. you ran faster, this means that your result is better. But how do you measure music if you played faster it doesn't mean that you played better and but then you can look at from the other side that okay if if it's a sports person and he is he is having an amazing result and say they he broke the world record where does he go where does he go after that what does he do say it it cannot be the end goal because otherwise he can just quit and stop doing it but he must do sports for some other reasons maybe just because he actually enjoys being there of course he wants to win but at the same time there is a bigger picture why he's doing it thank you so much monica thank you so much yes
0: (laughs) what an inspirational talk what are you taking away so much to learn. Sports and music have many things in common. Take it from the Iron Woman. We have episodes every Monday, every Wednesday. Don't miss out. There's something for everybody from music to sports to authors to coaches. You name it, we have it and in multiple languages. And Take It from the Iron Woman is also a book. It can be bought on Amazon or downloaded on Apple Books. Take it from the Iron Woman Global Business Coaching with Sports Parallels. Thank you for your support and thank you for a review.